0: The New Thought Guy. Three, two, one. Did you ever read the book Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde? So there's three main characters in that book, or you might've seen the movie, or there's been several musicals, um, written from that novel. Anyway, the main characters show three aspects of the author of Oscar Wilde. Now, one of the characters, whom I happened to play once in a musical, um, Basil Hallward, who's the painter of the painting, um, is what Oscar Wilde thinks he is very conventional-minded person, and um, he finds, um, in in the book, the painter finds Dorian as his muse, becomes a muse for his whole life, not just his art, but his whole life. And um, Oscar Wilde thought of himself that way. There's another character called Lord Henry, and Lord Henry, Oscar Wilde says, is what the world thinks of him very charming, famous wit, and brilliant intellect who is possessed by a wrong, fascinating, poisonous, delightful theory of life. Many people think of Oscar Wilde that way. And Dorian, the the main character, the title character, is what Oscar Wilde said he would like to be. The archetype of male youth and beauty, though... Dorian is exce- exceptionally vain and narcissistic, and he becomes convinced that without his youth and without his physical attractiveness that uh, his most salient characteristics will will go moot. And that idea that narcissism leads to, and his and ignorance actually, leads to his death because the painting, as you see and or read, in the novel is what absorbs and reveals his narcissism and his unethical ways that he gets into throughout the book. So our lives, in many ways, is similar to Dorian's picture in the attic because instead of a painting, it's our experiences that are reflecting our self-image. That painting for Dorian was reflecting his self-image. No matter how much fun or excitement to this, the hedonistic ways, and it's not so bad the hedonistic ways, but the ways he treated people unethically and poorly showed up in the painting. It didn't show up in his experience because the novel puts that idea into the painting. And as you see the painting throughout the novel, in your mind or throughout the movie, you see the painting getting uglier and older and diseased. So I have three questions for us this week. How does self-image impact our lives, my life? How is self-image formed? And how do I change my self-image? How do you change your self-image? Because self-image lives in the subconscious mind. Our attitudes, our perspectives, our perceptions, opinions all sit in our subconscious mind and all our reactions to events that happen around us or through us are triggers from memory and emotion. So we get triggered by um, an event that is happening in front of us and our memories and emotions um, from a past occurrence become a reaction. And usually reactions aren't the best responses to what's going on. These triggers and reactions are dependent on how we see ourselves and how we see our place in the universe and also reflect how we grab onto the opportunities we feel are available to us. Our self-image sits in our subconscious, it's like it's like the autopilot on a plane. The autopilot, the minute you go off course in any, um, any area of, of your life or any area, if, if, if we're talking about an airplane, any area you go off course and it happens because of wind, et cetera, et cetera, the autopilot corrects that course. Our subconscious self-image corrects that course because of the perspectives and attitudes that are sitting there in our subconscious. And we may try to go off course of what our self image is. But until we change that, our autopilot, our subconscious is just gonna bring us back to this. It's gonna bring us back to those triggers that cause reactions instead of responses. So say you wanna lose weight very common thing. So you go on a diet or you change your diet, but how do you see yourself? What is your self-image of your body? And has this weight become the new norm? Has this look become the new norm? And do you see yourself as this new norm? Without accepting yourself as the new weight in your self-image, the weight's going to return. The habits are going to return that you had before. The autopilot in your subconscious will insist on that. It's not just a habit of eating. You've got to change your thinking. We've got to change our thinking about it. Buckminster Fuller wrote, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. So now we're not going against this this old thought, wherever it is. We're not going against this. We're focusing on the new. We're bringing in the new to wash out the old. Here's an attitude that, that goes around a lot. Is a million dollars a large amount of money to you? Ten million dollars? How about $50? You know, it's all just a, a bunch of paper. It's a bunch of paper that we trade for goods and services. It's It's not so much the paper, it's the energy in that paper, the energy we put upon it. When we are wowed by the idea of the bigger numbers or on the opposite, when we poo-poo the lower numbers, we're giving money a fear and lack energy. We're not accepting it as just an energy to, to attach to To be open for. You change your thoughts. You change your idea of money. Then you change the energy around the money. I I wrote down a bunch of um, uh, um, affirmations. Uh, These are the short version affirmations. And I want you to say them with me. And Steve's going to pop them up as I say it. And so say these with me. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing amounts through continuous multiple sources. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing amounts through continuous multiple sources. Next one. I am so happy and appreciative that health and wellness show up in my life as vitality and vibrancy at every moment. And this next one. I am so happy and thankful that love, kindness, compassion, affection, and respect surround me all of my days from morning to night and back to morning again. And this one, I am so happy and in deep gratitude for the peace and grace that constantly envelops my every experience. Now, you can go on and on with this in every single part of your life these simple ideas and i bet you i bet you within 30 to 90 days staring into the mirror looking at yourself watching yourself say these things putting that into your subconscious you'll start buying those ideas and i don't mean by buying it, I mean you will absorb those ideas and you will start to accept those ideas. You'll start awakening to those ideas and being aware of the inspiration that comes to you, the the opportunities that, that come to you because your belief has switched. See, your subconscious is like a plant that you continue to feed and nourish every moment of every day like your body. Are you feeding your body? What are you feeding your body? Does that feeding nourish and flourish the systems in your body, or does it starve, struggle, or stress it? The same thing with your mind, the same thing with your self-image, the same thing with your belief system and subconscious. All that is one thing. You see, we live in a universe of infinite frequencies. In fact, you know, Had there been the technology to build a smartphone in the 30s, those same frequencies were there that they use to do the smartphone versus the radio, versus the television, versus anything. Those frequencies were always there. Those frequencies weren't discovered. We just didn't know how to utilize them. And the same is true for your frequency of success, wealth, health, etc. It's all there. And there's an infinite way to use them. There are infinite ways to grab onto them, to bring them into your subconscious, into your life, into your belief system. When we connect and awaken our awareness, like science and technology did for the phone, we can use those infinite frequencies and possibilities to strengthen our knowledge, to strengthen our beliefs, to strengthen our self-image. Because, you see, our consciousness dictates the frequency we ride in life. If it's a low frequency of fear, disease, anger, frustration, victimhood, and shame, then all the things in life seem to be done at or to me, believe me, I've felt this. I felt this, and then I feel, wow, they're doing this to me, or they're um, throwing that at me. But when I'm living in a high frequency of passion and ease and love and peace and empowerment and success and joy, then things are done as and through me because I'm on purpose I'm in intention so what are you consenting to in your life are are you, are you are you consenting to the few things you have or the unlimited things that are available to you you may not want it just because there on un, there's unlimited things out there and I mean things just as uh, objects but since there's unlimited possibilities um, and opportunities out there, you don't have to grab them all. You choose, pick and choose, but knowing that they're out there. Because why? Because God, or whatever you want to call it, is infinite. God is eternal. And you, me, all of us, are the gods of our thoughts. We are the gods of our feelings. We are the gods of our imagination. The god of your subconscious is you. Nobody else, unless you allow them. The subconscious. The subconscious always says yes. You probably hear me say that at the end of spiritual mind treatments many times. The universe that always says yes. Well, the subconscious always says yes. The subconscious is just like the law, it doesn't decide. Your conscious mind decides, the subconscious mind accepts. It doesn't think. Your conscious mind thinks, the subconscious mind acts. Now, any changes, of course, can take some time. You know, you, you, you we've all established paradigms in our lives. And those paradigms sit in our subconscious. And our subconscious, like I was um, alluding to earlier, we'll, we'll pick a fight. We'll fight you for it. This is the way it is. You've told me this is the way it is. This is the self-image. This is the perceptive perspective. This is the perception. And this is the way it's going to be. And if you uh, you go away from that, the autopilot brings you back here. So if you want here to be new, then you have to tell it. You have to train it. The subconscious, the belief system. Our job is not to fight it. Our job is to change it if it's no longer working for us anymore. By taking conscious control over it and focusing it in the new direction. Napoleon Hill wrote, in Think and Grow Rich, there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds will not inspire faith, courage, and belief. So are you open-minded to the possibility of infinite possibilities? Let me ask that again. Are you open-minded to the possibility of infinite possibilities? Actually... There's a better question. Do you have faith in limited possibilities or infinite possibilities? If you don't have faith in infinite possibilities, then you have faith in limited possibilities. And if you have faith in limited possibilities, when do you think you'll run through them? Or maybe you think you already have. If you said your faith lies in limited possibilities, you're wrong. Well, you're right in that your decision that there are limited possibilities makes it so in your life. You could have faith in limited possibilities, and because you have decided that there is, then there will be. However... You are truly wrong in the sense that limited possibilities is not a universal truth. It's a man-made fact. And remember, facts are not truths. You cannot limit the ever-expanding universe. You cannot limit the energy exuded in that expansion, and you cannot limit the frequencies of light and matter that are created by the energy of that expanding universe. And you'll never, none of us will ever catch up to that. We'll never catch up to those energies that are out there. There's a book I saw called Extra Dimensions in Space and Time written by a couple of uh, professors of physics and they said the proper distance between earth and the edge of the observable universe is 46 billion light years but this does not represent the distance at any given time because the edge of the observable universe and the earth have since moved apart now you've probably heard of the american astronomer edwin hubble that's who they um, named the hubble telescope that's out there in space um, he discovered, and, and others of his ilk, discovered in the 20s, the 1920s, that the universe is actually expanding. And they, they saw that by, the, they were measuring, they could see that um, galaxies are receding away from the Milky Way. All of a sudden, this other galaxy was further away. And it's called the Hubble constant. And that tells us that for each additional megaparsec around 3.26 million light years of distance, galaxies receive 500 kilometers per second faster. So the Hubble constant was 500 in units of kilometers per second per megaparsec. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get those numbers much either. They're mind boggling though, aren't they? But that is the science of the expanding universe with expanded possibilities, mind-boggling amounts of possibilities. Fuel your mind and imagination with that. Use that as fuel when you need it, when you feel limited, When you feel like there's nothing else left anywhere to give you ideas, to give you opportunities, to give you anything that you require right now. Fuel your mind and imagination with the mind-boggling ideas of science, of universe science. So, back to the question, how does self-image impact my life? Self-image is the frequency by which my subconscious talks to me and talks to the law how is self-image formed well self-image is formed by the awareness i have to the truth and how much awareness and awakening i allow that truth to be inside to my subconscious and by the use of these principles that we talk about every week in my conscious mind And yes, there's upbringing and there's environment and there's trauma and all that stuff that can get in the way. But it is more by my continuous self-talk and connection to spirit and intentional use of my conscious mind that makes that self-image what it is. So how do I change my self-image by accepting I have the power, by awakening to the truth that we talk about every week, by putting that truth into action with words and prayer and, and centering and grounding and deciding and knowing and awakening and connecting and using the affirmative incantations by working our mind over and over and over and over again. Practice, practice, practice. Movement, movement, movement. Sometimes it's slow and the, and, and, and it seems like it's taking forever. But most times, as science has shown, somewhere between 30 and 90 days of continuous use will put that idea into your subconscious, will change your belief because your intention is there. Let's go over these these quickie affirmations. Say them with me again, and Steve will put them up. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing amounts through continuous multiple sources. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing amounts through continuous multiple sources. 30 to 90 days, something starts showing up. Next one, I am so happy and appreciative that health and wellness shows up in my life as vitality and vibrancy at every moment. 30 to 90 days from now, something will show up that will increase that vitality and vibrancy in your body. It may be a small little thing. It may be a new prescription. It may be a new idea of a, of a healthy drink to have daily that starts to make you just feel a little better. Next one, I am so happy and thankful that love, kindness, compassion, affection, and respect surround me all of my days from morning to night and back to morning again. And how about this next one? I am so happy and in deep gratitude for the peace and grace that constantly envelops my every moment. Constantly envelops my every moment. Repeat that to yourself in the mirror 30 to 90 days, every day, and watch what happens around you. We may not seem to affect things outside of our world, outside of our community, but we will affect what's in our immediate surrounding. You go to your to the mirror and tell yourself that because no one else will. I can tell you about this stuff until I'm blue in the face and I will. I'll, I'm here to remind you. And that's okay, but you got to tell you. I've got to tell me. You have to tap into that frequency of infinite possibilities and place it into your life. And I do too. So join me in tapping in to the infinite possibilities of the universe and make this second half of 2021 your, mine, our most fabulous. Thank you so much. Namaste.